Okay, this is crazy. Wow. Um, I need to stop looking down, and I'm going to need a teleprompter, Paul. So... Hmm. Welcome to the Growing the Good Life podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Roberts, and today I want to talk to you about potting soil. Potting soil, soil starting mix, or seed starting mix. You have heard it referred to by many different names, and what it is is a soilless medium that is used to start seeds. And for a long time, we use it. We've used it. Gardeners, market gardeners, people in agriculture have used it to start seeds, And there hasn't been a lot of issue with it until recently. And I keep seeing a lot of people talk about it, talk about issues with it, or opportunities to improve it. So today I wanted to talk to you about it because I subscribe to a magazine called um, Market Growers, I believe is the name of it. Let me see. Ah, I subscribe to Growing for Market, and it's an awesome publication. It arrives once a month, and it's for people who want to be market gardeners or who are market gardeners. And the front page article on this magazine is called Potting Mix Remixed. And so I this um, captured my attention straight away because I've been thinking about this topic myself independently of this. And so when it came in the mail the other day, it really piqued my interest and it's something I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so a couple things are happening all at once right now that are causing there to be issues with this type of product where there did not used to be. Now, typically these kinds of products are a mix of compost, some peat moss back in the day, then there would be perlite or vermiculite in there, usually perlite. Um, for loftiness and adding um, a lightness to the soil. So these products have been used forever. For a long time, the only issue was, and it's a big one, but the only issue was peat. So peat moss is harvested from peat bogs, peat marshes, and a tractor can harvest thousands of years worth of peat in a day. So pretty soon, you know, we're, we're actually not rejuvenating or regenerating these peat marshes as fast as we're um, using them or consuming them, as you can as you can probably imagine. So that's always been something that's been in the back of our minds about this product. So we use things like CocoCore, which is the coconut fiber, the spent fiber of coconut from coconut palms and things like that. But more recently, there have been issues with that in regard to the way that those items are harvested and whether or not they're being harvested in a humane way What are the labor laws like? How are people being uh, taken advantage of? Are they being paid properly? Are they being treated properly? You can imagine that harvesting coca core is not the easiest thing to do in the world. So all of these things have kind of had issues uh, with them, but they were kind of like a slow burn sort of issue. And companies like Pit Moss were on Shark Tank as recently as just a couple years back to get funding. And Pit Moss is out of Pittsburgh, as you can imagine, based on the name. And it is a an alternative to peat moss, and it's made with recycled paper, fiberboard, things like that. So it's an option, and I've heard really good things about it. I have not used pit moss yet, but I plan to. So 
we're working toward fixing some of the issues that are inherent in this product. But one of the things that I don't think any of us could have um, could have foreseen um, when this perfect storm of things happened is the fact that a lot of the the soilless potting mix, seed starting mix is being created so quickly because of demand that the producers are not able to decide or or, uh, fact check or quality control, I guess you'd say. They're not able to check the quality of the products that are inputs into this, uh, this product. And so specifically, if you were in the gardening space, you know, after 2020, a lot of people were super excited about gardening, which is amazing. And we want that to continue. But so many people wanted potting soil and um, seed starting mix that lots of places were out. Lots of large companies, compost manufacturers are out of compost. And to make compost properly, you need almost a year to create that process. It's a natural process of breaking down and incorporating all of these different inputs into a finished product. And so that takes time. And what we don't have is time when the demand um, outpaces the supply. So what we ended up seeing last year, um, <coughs> what we ended up seeing last year was a a lot of folks using inputs that had not been checked, and so they had um, pesticides and um, other types of chemicals on the products that were going into in as an input. Um, I'm not. An agronomist, I don't understand like big agribusiness. All I know is that some grass products are treated with chemicals or the seed has been treated or the seed is one such that that product will grow and have certain resistance to certain chemicals or certain pests or whatever. And that a lot of those um, inputs and a lot of those chemicals don't break down fast enough when they're being added into compost. And so... Um, as a result, when you have things like uh, similar to a Roundup that will kill a plant, or if, if you're if you're treating your alfalfa hay or your hay or whatever it is with something called grazon, it's definitely something that cows will eat, and sometimes that grazon would go into the cow manure, and so we're seeing products like cow manure products being um, having these types of of chemicals that will kill plants and your alfalfa hay or some of your hay that's being harvested. (coughs) (coughs) Some of your hay that's being harvested and used as an input into these products is also, uh, is also, um, I keep wanting to use the word infested. It's not infested, but it is, what am I trying to say? It, it's, um, it's full of, it's full of this stuff, right? Or, you know, and it hasn't had enough time to break down. Like the argument is, well, this stuff will break down in nature. That's great. But if you're pushing the envelope on how quickly things are produced and you're making it as fast as you can because you have all these new gardeners and they're using all of your soil starting mix, then ultimately you're going to create some products that might have some grazon, for example, like whatever it might be. I kept hearing that all last year, grazon, grazon, everywhere. And so a lot of high profile growers and people, you know, had to issue statements that a lot of companies and manufacturers of these products had to put out statements saying, you know, our product does or does not. (coughs) (coughs) You can tell I've been sick. I I was going to edit that out and maybe I still will, but... I'm pretty sick, so please bear with me. I hope this is beneficial for you, even through the hacking. 
Um, so anyway, these products have been pushed to market very quickly. We're rushing a process that to an extent cannot be rushed. And so I want you to be careful when you go out there. I'm in zone 7B, 8A. I've been growing and starting seeds for a while. Most of you are starting that process now. I would use a, a, an input and I would use products that you trust. Um, one way to determine whether your process or your product is going to work for you is to do a quick test. Throw a few bean seeds in there. Bean seeds are very fast to germinate. Throw a few in there. If you've got different composts or seedless or uh, soilless uh, seed starting mixes, throw a few seeds in there, start them up, see how they germinate. If you have any strange curling of your leaves, <coughs> If you have excessive curling of leaves and you have strange yellowing and just, just an overall stunting of growth, I would not use that product. So if you are in a space to be able to do this and you can test a few different mediums out, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend doing a side-by-side -side comparison at the same time using bean seeds. Why bean seeds? Because they germinate fast and you're not going to lose a lot of time. Oh, waiting on that. So basically if, and I know this, I want this to be more scientific because I'm an engineer. I want there to be something more scientific, but basically if you plant seeds and the plants grow well and they don't look stunted and they look good, then you can proceed. I wish that I had something more definitive to tell you, but that's what has worked for peers of mine in this space. And so that's what I would recommend for you. Um, so just know that there are things to look out for. If you have product that you've had in hand for a while that you're kind of using off of, you should be okay. I recently ran out of ProMix that I had used. I buy it by the bale when I start seeds for my market garden. And I went to go buy more, but the $99 bale from last year is now a $140 bale. And I was not prepared to pay that because I just am hard headed. So I guess I technically could have, but I chose not to. So I made, I'm making my own seed starting mix right now because I already had perlite. I already had a bale of peat moss. I get it. I know it's, it's got issues, but I already had it and it's, I had it for two years. So I would prefer to use it rather than just sit it aside and not use it since I already had it. So I got that back in 2021. So right now, my seed starting mix is uh, about 30% peat moss. Um, well, no, I would say closer to 40% peat moss, 40% composted leaf mulch that I have sifted. So I mix those things together. And then I add in um, some perlite and fertilizer just to mix it up make it really nice and light. So that is kind of my homemade and, and I'll put mycorrhizal fungi in it. I might throw some biochar in there as well, just to kind of, I don't know. It's almost like I'm making like a soup or stew and I want to make it like super, super awesome. You know what I mean? Like you just like throw this or that, pinch this, a little bit of that, but whatever. You just put in whatever you can. Your whole goal is to make sure you have a medium that is light for lightweight for your seeds so that they can break through and establish roots and there's not lots of air and all that good stuff. So 
This is all I really had to say about the topic at this point. Just pay attention to what you are purchasing and do a test on your products that you bring into your garden because they might have issues. The supply and demand issues for this type of product have created a situation where you might have um, some materials that won't grow as well. I think I saw someone say that they had picked up a dollar bag or a bag of, of mix from a Dollar Tree and it had issues. I heard someone had, someone had a composted cow manure that had issues. Other um, composts, other soil mediums. So I don't want to name any names right now because I don't, I'm not prepared to to do that, but because I don't know what the state of the art is right now. I'm not sure what the state of the industry is right this moment. I know that different places have had issues throughout the last year, year and a half, two years. So just do your research, look into things and ultimately throw some bead seeds in and test it out and see if it's going to work for you. You should know pretty quickly if it's going to have issues. And the best way to do this is to test them all at the same time, side by side, because when you do that, then you'll have, you'll be able to look at them all. It might be difficult to tell if one set of seeds is stunted if you were only looking at it by itself. But if you were looking at that, <coughs> if you were looking at that set of seeds next to a bunch of other sets, then you could easily see if there was some yellowing or some curling. Um, it's, it's a really weird curling that happens. It's like a, it's like a strange, I, I don't even know what the mechanism is going on behind it, except that it's stunting the plant and it's, um, you know, it's trying, it's, it's not thriving and that plant will never thrive. So yeah, that's all I wanted to share with this topic regarding this topic. Drop a comment below if you have had issues or if you have a product that you've recently purchased that is doing well for you, because I'm sure we would all love to hear about it. I hope your gardening goes well. I want you to get out there and get growing. Bye for now. I'll see you next time.